in the ongoing effort to avoid commercials on our show, we bring you a commercial from us. My subby and I have created a boutique adult toy store on my website. We have handpicked items that are low cost and show up on your doorstep with all of your other Amazon packages. Make sure though that you open them, not your kids. Go to kristenkellogg.com or find the link in the notes of this episode. We will get a percentage of the sales from the items exclusively on my storefront. You get some special items to enhance your FLR and we all win without a stupid ass commercial. I remember back in high school getting high. Oh, whoops. (laughs) I got high in high school too. It's okay. This podcast is intended for mature audiences only. If you are not 18 years of age or older, there are thousands of other podcasts you can listen to and you can come back and visit us when you are 18. This podcast is meant solely for entertainment. We are not licensed doctors, lawyers, or therapists. We simply have a fascination with the lifestyle and I'd love to share it with you and get your thoughts and opinions. Hey everyone, join me on my journey from living a 100% vanilla life to tiptoeing into a whole new world I never knew existed. Exploring a life that puts a whole new spin on sex and its meaning to me. From chastity devices and cup holding to my experiences and the lifestyle, I have met some amazing people and had some crazy experiences and learned a lot about myself along the way. Welcome to Christine's FLR Podcast. I would like to thank Lovence for being my affiliate partner for my podcast, as well as my blog at christinekellogg.com. Lovence brings sex tech to every bedroom. Their wide selection of sex toys can be controlled via Bluetooth and even at long distances through their app. Find out how to take your experiences and control to the next level at lovence.com. Please use my link below to support the podcast. I would really appreciate it. Welcome back. We're going to live on the wild side and do this without my glasses. What do you think? Can it be done? Because I hate looking. All right, let's see what happens. Episode 41. On the topic of pegging, we're going to move right into male chastity. But we're going to talk about why men put their dicks in cages, and why women like it. I have some articles that I'm going to skim through and give you my opinion, because that's fun for me. So here we go. But first, housekeeping. My first issue of housekeeping is my amazing, loyal Patreon fans who have stuck with me through my absence on social media and me trying to get my poop in a group. You guys are fantastic, loyal fans, faithful. I love you so much for sticking with me. 
in this episode is dedicated to you. I appreciate each and every one of you. That topic also kind of leads into my second housekeeping issue. I would like to address why I do this podcast and why I interact with the people who email me. I don't do this for money. I don't make a single dime from this podcast. Occasionally, people will order off Lovence and I will get the proceeds from that. But I think that's happened maybe twice, maybe once. I don't even know because it wasn't significant. While I appreciate the people that ordered, thank you so much. I'm just saying that is not why I do this podcast. I do this podcast because I remember what it was for me getting into this lifestyle. Fuck, it's going to be one of those. I know what it's like to me still this day. Sometimes I get confused or I lose my perspective or I get frustrated and I wish I had someone to talk to. Well, maybe listening to what I have to say will help you get through what you're going through. And that is payment enough for me. I'm very frustrated by some emails that I got that made it seem as though I do this just for money. That is not the case. If this was my sole income, this podcast wouldn't exist because it doesn't pay anything. I do it because I enjoy doing it. I enjoy talking about my life and being engaged by people with questions. If I can help, I love to help. Anyway, rant over. I just want everyone out there to understand that this is not a get-rich-quick scheme. This is me sharing the struggles that I went through getting into this lifestyle, sharing what I like about it, and for the most part, taking the fucking sex out of it and talking about the emotions that are involved in this lifestyle. For real, rant over. I think that also wraps up housekeeping, other than to say, if you follow me on OF, or if you have sent me an email, I believe I've gotten to everybody's messages and emails, and I'm working on improving my Patreon presence. It's just been a rough couple months. And again, Patreon peeps, I can't tell you how much I appreciate you hanging in there and being supportive. You guys are the best. So let's talk about why guys lock their dicks in cages. I mean, it's fun, right? The first article that I found is by Vice. I'll put the link in the show notes. Why these guys put their dicks in cages. I mean, why wouldn't you want to read that article? So three men talk about peeing sitting down, the thrill of submission, and other nuances of chastity cages. Male chastity is that thing where you lock your penis in a specially designed cage that prevents you from getting a full erection or using your penis for sex. While locked up, you can't masturbate or orgasm, and the cage can only be removed by your designated key holder. While the thought of this makes most men cringe, let me just insert that's a fucking true statement, 
Anybody at the campground that has heard that I lock my husband's dick in a cage cringes visibly. It makes others whimper with excitement. Mm, Those are the people I want to know. Being caged can be extremely exciting and fulfilling. Some people say orgasm denial increases your sex drive and improves your focus. I would say that's also very, very true. I noticed that in my subby. It also obviously heightens the stakes of a dom-sub relationship, with your master or mistress able to punish their sub by denying them not just sex, but the ability to orgasm. Obviously, this is not a casual kink. Not only does it change the life of the caged, it places a lot of responsibility in the hands of the keyholder. While slight discomfort is common for those who put their penis in a cage, duh, that's in the article. In more serious cases, a faulty or poorly set up cage can cause serious injury, and if that happens, a keyholder needs to be able to remove the device right away. We have done an episode on cage maintenance and safety and things like that, so if anybody has any curiosity about that, there is an episode out there. And I will see if I can sweet talk my subby into putting what episode number it is in there. To learn more about what drives the people involved in this fetish, we spoke to three men about their experiences with chastity and any advice they had for those itching to try it. Itching and talking about a penis seems like contra. Why can I never say this word? Seems like a bad combination. We'll just go with that. Two of the men are gay. Interesting. And one is bisexual. That's very interesting to me. Hmm. Though that doesn't mean that straight men aren't into these cages. It just means all of the hetero guys we all of the hetero guys we approached for this piece declined to talk out of embarrassment and nervousness. All names have been changed. That's very interesting. I wonder why that is. Straight men, why are you ashamed to admit that you put your penis in a cage? I think it's hot. I bet there's a lot of women that would think it is hot, too. Be you, man. Who gives a fuck about everybody else? Travis, 29, gay. He's our first one. Question. What was it like first wearing a cage? It was a whole learning experience, how to deal with it and how to sleep through the night. My first time trying it, I was locked up for just a day in the CB3000. You have to get adjusted to it. The first time was just a day, but I couldn't sleep that night. So I took it off and waited a little bit and slowly built up to it. Every, this is my favorite. Everyone sleeps and gets boners. It happens. But these are made so you can't get a boner. So you wake up and have to figure out a way to get it to go down and then go from there. I didn't really know how to. I tried a cold shower but realized if you just pee, you're fine. Oh, Travis. So true. We talked about that, I think, in my other episode. The night boners go away, according to my subby. The first two or three nights of having it on, which, interestingly enough, my subby just put it on and ran with it. 
I think the first time he had it on, he had it on for like a month. Once we found the cage that worked well for him. I should say that because I know in the beginning we did go through a couple that didn't work well. But the night boners go away. Don't be scared. Okay, what do you like about it? What do you like most about it? It's the not getting off part I like the most. It's like you're giving up something. I'm into someone having a certain level of control over me. Someone saying, wear this shirt or wear this underwear. That stuff gets me excited. Chastity is an extension of that. I'm giving, I'm giving this up to someone. I'm letting them decide. I remember back in high school getting high top chucks because it was a really low level form of bondage you could wear every day because it restricted your ankle. For me, it's a lot of the wearing something sexy and people not knowing. There is something very true to all of that. I will not look at high top shoes the same anymore, though. Interesting. I know that there have been times where I make my subby wear women's panties to work while he has his cage on, and it's quite a turn on for him, as is for me. I enjoy it. But I think it's the you have it on underneath, especially in his type of work. He's talking to all these manly men and he's wearing a pink thong underneath with a cock cage. I mean, just talking about it. That's fucking hot. What surprised you most about wearing the cage? It's a lot of work. Yes. Yes, it is. When you read a story or watch a porn, it's sexy the whole time but you have to clean it every day. You have to make sure you're trimmed and don't, and it, so it doesn't pinch your hair. You have to be sure you're cautious when using the restroom. I remember one time I used a public bathroom and I ended up getting pee everywhere. I was standing and hadn't realized that you have to sit down to go when you're locked up. I was a hot mess. It was all over my pants, my coat, everything. It can be a lot of work. My biggest concern about my subby being in a cage is the cleanliness. Listen, I may be mean to that dick, but it's my dick and I enjoy it. I don't want anything to happen to it. So he's very good about the hair situation. One situation he's had too, maybe a couple of the other guys will mention it, is the pinching from uh, where the lock attaches. His balls tend to slide right in there between the post and the lock and the ball cock ring, I think, is where it is. I'm not 100% sure on that. He would have to verify, but it pinches. In fact, one of the last cages we had, it pinched so much that it broke the skin. I'm like, yeah, we're going to take a time out from this. The last thing you need is an infection in your balls. What are the benefits? Oh, I'm excited for this one. I've often had lower sex drive than the partners I'm with, so I've found that it actually gets me going a little more. I know especially in grad school I would often jack off to get it out of the way, so locking up makes everything a little more fun and out of reach. The cage makes my subby side come out, and you totally, eh, I like that they said subby, and you really just want to latch on and have some good snuggles that night. So this is also interesting to me because my subby and I cuddle every night at bed. We, or 
at bed. When we go to bed at night, we always cuddle. We have a certain way we position. However, when he's locked, as opposed to when he's not, the cuddling seems to be a little bit more intense when he is locked. More gratifying, more of a turn-on, maybe. It's interesting. So we have Jerry, 27, gay. What was your first interaction with chastity? The first time I ever met up with anyone for play, I was 19. One of the first things he did was put me in a chastity device. It was a metal cage, and I was so turned on that I couldn't get soft enough to actually get into the device. That was the first time I ever hooked up with a guy. Besides making out and touching someone's feet, or besides making out and touching someone's feet, my first year of college, I was in chastity about five hours that first time. I was. It was actually Christmas Eve. When I got back home, I had to hide the indent marks from the metal cuffs on my wrists. Hmm. Jerry knows how to have a good time. Okay. Let's see. This is interesting. What drew you to the fetish in the first place? I'm definitely into sensory play in a lot of kinky ways. With chastity, there is a feeling of enclosure. Every part of your cock is completely encased and closed. And enclosed. It reinforces my kinky headspace that I am inferior. Someone who does not deserve to be allowed to get off, who needs to be put in their place. For me, that's what I truly wanted. That's my sexual fantasy. Chastity provides that because you cannot engage in active, penetrative sex, which is tremendously exciting for me. Being imp—oh, I really need to put my glasses on. Being impotent, impotent in that regard. There's certainly a feminization aspect to it as well that I really like. I like that you can't stand up to use the urinal. You're kind of smushing the hetero patriarchy a little bit. When I'm in the bathroom and I have to pee sitting down because of my cage, it's like saying, just so all you men know, I'm not one of y'all, which I like. Mm, I have to admit, I kind of like that for my subby too. I like when he has to sit down to pee. In my real life, I'm fairly ambitious and conversational. Oh, I'm going to have to put my glasses on. I'm fairly ambitious and conversational, outgoing. Because of that, I have an inverse side as well. That inverse side wants to contain myself and keep myself subservient. Kevin, 26, by How long have you been in chastity? I first experimented with chastity about two years ago, which is roughly the same time I started getting into puppy play. How did you get into it? I started with the CB6K, and I wore it to a birthday party. I wore it for a few hours that night. After the party, I put it on someone else and operated in a keyholder capacity for a month. I haven't worn the CB6K for more than a few hours at a time. I find that my skin kind of muffin tops out of the holes and I get blisters from it rubbing against my underwear. I also got so hard once that it split down the center seam and then pinched shut. It left me with a nasty blood blister. I haven't worn it since. That sounds fucking painful as fuck. 
What other models have what other models have you used? I tried using the all silicone bond four brand. It fits better, but I have different problems with it. Namely, I can't keep it properly lubricated. And after about an hour, it feels like someone has wrapped my cock in duct tape and is trying to rip it off. That sounds real fucking painful. Yikes. I got a relatively cheap metal cage from Purple Passion in the city that looks like a set of rings welded together. Sounds like what my subby wears. I've been able to wear it for days on end without any irritation or complaint. It can be heavy, which is why I like it. Though, so I use small, thin-length nylon rope to make sort of a belt to take the weight off. Interesting. Way to improvise, Kevin. Well done. What's the longest you've been locked up? The longest I've gone was four days, which seems to be a short duration compared to other guys I know. I don't have a key holder or a regular play partner, so it is self-imposed when I'm locked up. My advice to people who are interested in it would be to see if a friend has a cage you can borrow because they're not cheap. Wear it for a few days and get someone to act as a key holder. For many of the cages, you should take it off at least once a week for cleaning and check your junk for any cuts, abrasions, rashes, and so on. Very true, Kevin. Very true. I would be curious, anybody who's listening to this that does practice chastity, what is the longest you have been locked without being let out? Oh, I so have to put my glasses on for this one. It is way too little. Oh, so much better. Okay. This next article we're going to talk about is Chastity Club. Again, the link will be in my show notes. Why is male chastity appealing? Before I even get into this, let me tell you why I find it appealing. I love being dominant. I love the key around my neck. I love having that control. And I love his focus on me when he's locked. Mm. He focuses on me anyway, but you put a cage on that wiener. Yum. For all my women listening out there, what are the advantages for women? I can tell you a few. Okay, so this is what the article says. So what is it about male chastity that could possibly appeal to women? We have discovered that there are actually several things about this activity that are potentially very attractive to them. Probably the single most important one is that the husband's sole focus is suddenly and dramatically refocused on their wives. Men who are in male chastity... Let me try that again. Men who are in male chastity become locked pun intended, on their wives like never before. True statement. They dote on her and try to please her in ways they may not have before. But why is that? The truth is many men are chronic masturbators. As a guy, I know what happens when I have an orgasm. It's like a sigh of relief. I feel content and there's less focus on my wife because a sexual need has been met. It doesn't mean I don't love my life. It doesn't mean that I don't love my wife because I do. The reality is, I guess you could say there is less, there is a less, ooh, rough sentence, Christine. 
this reality is, I guess you could say, there is less a sense of urgency to meet her needs. But if a guy is in chastity, he tends to focus on his wife like a laser beam. And this renewed focus can serve as an aphrodisiac for women. This is quite true. I have to agree to that. Secondly, it can also potentially improve her sex life. Ooh. Why? Because when she takes away a guy's masturbation outlet, his sole sexual outlet becomes his wife. I have to say, too, it is so much easier to get my hubby worked up when he's locked up. It's so fun. Like, just if I rub my fingernails across the bottom of his feet just right. Mm. Anyway, back at the ranch. Why? Because when she takes away a guy's masturbation outlet, his sole sexual outlet becomes his wife. She gets his best effort and she gets it whenever she wants it and needs it. She no longer has to worry about him being too tired or wanting to watch the ball game. Instead, he now has renewed drive and sexual frenzy. She also doesn't have to worry about him stroking off fantasizing about his hot secretary or the busty blonde next door. She gets his complete sexual attention, and women love being the sole object of their husband's sexual interest. A third reason why this may appeal to women is that they feel empowered and more in control in the relationship. The power and control she has cannot be underestimated as many women really enjoy being the goddess or the key holder. Out of all of that, the third reason is the one that resonates with me the most. Having this key around my neck and having his dick in a cage is almost as powerful as strapping on the strap-on. It's... I can't even put it into words. And at first, I have to admit, being called goddess or mistress, I was it made me cringe. But it's totally different now. I think the longer I think the longer you practice this or the more confident you get in yourself, the more you will enjoy being addressed as that. Okay, moving on. What are the advantages for men? So obviously, there are some pretty compelling reasons why a woman might be interested in male chastity, but why would a guy want to be placed in chastity? Believe it or not, there are several reasons why guys want this. We ask guys to rate several different areas of possible sexual interest. Surprisingly, over 84% of guys who have responded to our survey thus far have indicated at least some interest in orgasm denial, even for a short period of time. Let me stop right there and just say this. I've learned recently that I'm kind of an all-or-nothing type of person when it comes to certain things, not male chastity. However, I will say, if this is something that women you want to try or men you want to try, from past experiences, I've noticed that men are more all or nothing. Like they want to put it on, they want to leave it on, and they don't want to take it off. The ones that are really interested in it. Where women are like, uh, can you just put it on for a day or just a few hours? And listen, I get that because there is nothing sexier than looking at my subby's dick in a cage. It's fucking hot. I love it. It's amazing. 
it is visually appealing. And I think the best thing any couple can do when entering into chastity or practicing a chastity relationship, whatever your dynamic is, take it slow. And I say that all the time, but seriously, take it slow. If you just go guns blazing into it, it's going to end badly. You have to take time to communicate how you're feeling, good, bad, or otherwise. If you, let me tell you, because doing this, you're going to experience so many emotions on both ends, the male and the female, or whatever your dynamic is, whatever your relationship is. Either way, there's going to be a ton of emotions going through locking your dick up plain and simple you have to communicate the feelings that you're feeling whether it's just for that day because I am an unpredictable hot mess of emotions a lot and the best way for me to deal with that is just look at my subby and be like listen this is how I feel today this may not be how you're intending to make me feel but this is the vibe I'm getting from you or This is just how I feel today. You're not doing anything to make me feel this way, but this is how I feel today. And whichever partner is receiving the information about how that partner feels, my best piece of advice, acknowledge how they're feeling. You don't necessarily need to try and solve their problem. Just acknowledge their feelings. Let them know. I maybe don't understand why you feel this way, but I'm here to support you in any way that I can. Work through it together. That's where that strong foundation comes in. Okay, back on track. That was an astonishingly high number to us. It begs the question, are smaller endowed guys likely to be drawn to male chastity than guys of average or above average penis size? I'm going to say no, because I've seen some big dick locked up. And also on that note, cage designers, not that any of them are listening to this, but if you design a cage, it would be nice if maybe you figured something out for men who have large balls. It seems like there's a shortage of ring size for men with large balls. Just my opinion. In researching the subject, I found no evidence either way, so I guess it's impossible to make that inference. But from our small sample size, it was definitely eye-opening. Some guys may not even know what they want. They just know the idea of being denied an orgasm and or having their wives control control their orgasm. If even on a short-term basis, really does turn them on. One of the reasons, perhaps strangely, goes back to masturbation. Guys do it a lot. Sometimes we even feel guilty afterwards. Have any of you guys ever stroked off, but your wife didn't know about it, and then you felt bad or guilty for doing so afterwards? By turning over... By turning over control of this aspect of a guy's sexuality, it may help eliminate that inner conflict. I would like to interject and say, does this inner conflict come from the fact that, like, when I grew up, I was always told masturbating was bad? Bullshit. Listen, I wouldn't even know how to make myself get off if I didn't masturbate. Masturbating is important. 
why would you tell people it's bad? Like, I grew up thinking it was terrible to touch yourself. Fuck that. I'm telling my daughter, listen, again, she's almost 18. Don't come after me. If you want to know what feels good for you, the best way to fucking do it is explore yourself and figure it out. Then if you make mistakes, it's just you, which really, who gives a fuck if you do make a mistake? Sex is fucking awkward no matter what. I cannot get behind that masturbation is bad. Fuck that. Do it often. I do. Not as often as I should, probably. Okay. Again, back on track. This conflict could come from a variety... This conflict could come for a variety of reasons. A... Perhaps you're stroking off while fantasizing about a woman other than your wife. B. Knowing that your wife wants sex later that night, she will probably not get your best effort. Or C. Recognizing that your own masturbation habits are simply out of control. Thus, male chastity can help keep a guy more sexually focused on his wife. Now listen. What is excessive masturbation? Who determines that? Like... Is me playing with my bullet four times a day excessive? Is a guy jerking off in the shower in the morning and at night excessive? And why is it excessive? These are the questions that boggle my mind. In addition, some guys who really think through this concept may have already recognized that they are not focused on their wives outside the bedroom like they should be either. They know it, they feel it, but they are just unsure of what to do about it. So they come to the conclusion that male chastity will, prov- male chastity will provide them with extra motivation or in- the incentive they need to really focus more attention on their wives than they have been. Lastly, another undeniable attraction for some guys, especially submissive males in a dom-sub relationship, is that surrendering their orgasm to their dominant females is the ultimate expression of their submission, and as such, is highly arousing for them. Likewise, the dom in such a relationship is also quite turned on by this dynamic as well. True statement. Yes, a guy can obviously be denied an orgasm without going into male chastity, but by doing so, it really does give your dom more power and control in the relationship. While I have seen no studies that suggest male chastity is more likely to occur in a dom-sub relationship, it seems feasible that there are at least some possible correlations. Hmm. I think male chastity, I don't think, I think it's whatever your dynamic is. I think there's people that participate in male, or that participate in chastity that aren't in a dom-sub relationship. I would be interested to hear your thoughts. If you're in chastity, are you in a dom-sub relationship or do you do it for the sheer enjoyment of the chastity itself? Is it for other reasons than giving your significant other control of your penis or vagina? I guess whatever, I mean, this is specifically male chastity, I guess we're kind of talking about, but I'd be interested in how people's dynamic works or how their dynamics work, however you want to say it. Okay, this is the last part of this. Male chastity, role play or real lifestyle change. Male chastity is something you can engage in on a part-time basis, fantasy role play basis that changes things up, 
or other sexual practice. It can simply be a fun way of creating a little more sexual tension and excitement in your relationship, and many couples play with it simply as an occasional role play activity. I think that's great. I love when people figure out ways to spice up their their life, to spice up their relationship. And if you have a solid foundation and open communication, you can really do, I mean, the world is your playground. And I don't know that there really isn't anything I wouldn't try with my subby. I'm comfortable enough with him that I would try anything once. And if it was an epic failure, we would laugh together about it probably for a long time. But I can't imagine being in a relationship because I was in one where I wasn't comfortable talking about, like when I was married to my ex-husband, I never would have been open about masturbating. I would have been embarrassed and like, oh, I don't do that. (laughs) Oh, fuck yes, I do. Because we don't have sex. So I do a lot. I just, I can't. I get anxiety about even thinking about being in a relationship like that. You should always be able to be open and honest with your partner. And listen, partners, if your significant other comes to you and says, hey, I'd really like to give this a try and you are absolutely not into it, don't feel like you have to be guilted into it. If it's not something you're into, then be honest. Relationships are two-way street, man. Did that make sense? Are relationships a two-way street? I mean, it's not one way. You can't just do it one way and that's the only way, right? But for others, they view it as a new lifestyle relationship change and enjoy it together. Couples in this category see it as not see it not as optional, but as a very important and necessary part of their relationship. They embrace the advantages listed above and like the ongoing sexual tension and mystery in the relationship. I guess I've never really sat down and thought about, I mean, this is just our life. This is how we live. He's locked. I wear the key around my neck. It's just our life. Maybe we've been doing it long enough that I just don't. Hmm. I think our relationship has a lot to do with the dom-sub dynamic. I'd be interested, again, males who are in chastity in a relationship. Let me know why you do it. What is it about it that you enjoy? I'd be fascinated to hear. The bottom line is, if it works for the two of you, whether it's role play activity or a lifestyle change, and is fun for both, then there are, then there are obvious benefits for the two of you. The important thing to remember is it is still important, necessary, and natural for a guy to orgasm. So it's best to keep that in mind whether you view this as either a part-time role-play activity or a lifestyle change. Another question, too, then. If you are in chastity, how long do you go without an orgasm? What's the longest you've gone? And in your guys' opinion, what is a healthy time span to go without an orgasm? Like, should you come one time a day? Hmm. What's a healthy amount of orgasm? I mean, in my world, every day. 
for my subby? Probably not so much. Here's some questions. I would be interested in getting some feedback. It's for both men and women. They have the five questions on their website. Do you, do you engage in male chastity? If you do, is it a part-time role-play activity or a lifestyle change? If you do engage in it, what do you perceive to be the most important benefit or benefits for you and your partner? If you don't currently engage in it, would you like to? And do you believe that there is a correlation between the desire for male chastity and penis size, or do you think there is no correlation at all? I mean, I could answer these for me. I don't engage in it, but my submissive does, and it is a lifestyle change. The most important benefit for me and my partner is it makes us feel more, it makes me feel more connected to him and it makes him more attentive to me. And like I've said before, he's very attentive to me. It's just very enhanced when it's locked up. We currently engage in it. So yes, we would like to and continue to. I believe there is a certain group of men who participate in chastity because they feel like their penis is small and worthless. It's almost like a type of kink play. I have interacted with a couple who do it because they feel that it's worthless and they get off on the humiliation of being told that their penis is worthless. It might as well be locked up and never used again. But I have seen some pretty big men lock their dicks in cages. So I don't think it's specifically based on size. I think it's specifically based on the man. I mean, I don't think there is any correlation with size at all. I think it is a man's preference. If he's into it, he's into it. I don't think his dick size has any any determination determining factor in his decision. But I'm not a man. I don't have a dick, at least not a real one. So I don't know. My whole purpose of this podcast was just kind of to get, I would love to hear your feelings on chastity, kind of talk about why I found that men and women love chastity. In summation, it seems to be the orgasm denial and the thrill of the orgasm denial. For me, it's the appearance of his dick in that cage. It is so fucking hot. And the power that I feel when it's locked up and I have this key around my neck as well as his attentiveness to me. As always, strong foundation and excellent communication before participating in anything lifestyle, whether it's pegging, chastity, female-led relationship, swinging, communication is a necessity. I'm going to wrap this up for now. Next week, I think we're going to revisit spanking because I have a fantastic article that I want to take a look at. But I'm not 100% sold on that. If anybody has any ideas for next week's episode, hit me up. Patrons, any ideas? What would you like to hear about? I hope everyone has a fantastic week. I don't know where you're located, but it is humid as shit where I am. I hope it cools down just a hair. But I hope everything is well with you and yours. I hope everybody has a good week. Be good human beings. And we will chat soon. Love you all. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Please, if you enjoyed this episode, 
leave a rating and review on whatever podcast app that you listen on. I would really appreciate it. And please share a link to the podcast on your social media. I really believe that there may be things I talk about that somebody might just want to hear. I'd love to be able to connect with you. So the best place to do that is probably Twitter. You can look for at Christine Kellogg. Christine, K-R-Y-S-T-I-N-E. Also, I can be reached at christinekellogg at gmail.com. If you would like to support this podcast and or explore my FLR coaching or key holding services, please find me on Patreon at Christine Kellogg. My beloved army of patrons is slowly growing and your kindness is very much appreciated. For custom audios, I'm on Fiverr at Christine Kellogg. I produce custom erotic voiceovers, POV, point of view, JOI, jack-off instructions, as well as erotic hypnosis, ASMR, audiobooks, and custom voicemail messages. Hit me up on Fiverr and mention that you heard me on the podcast, and I will give you a KFLR listener discount. For pics and videos of me and me torturing my subby's little dick, Look me up on OnlyFans at Christine Kellogg. There's a growing amount of content that is free for now, as well as custom request options for my followers there. Let me know that you found me through my podcast, because that would be super cool. Links to all of these are in the show notes. Again, thank you so much. Be good human beings and stay safe. I can't wait till the next episode. Mwah!